Olá, boa tarde. Welcome to our third podcast. I am Carla Sabala, and once again, I'm with... Oh, um, yeah, Marlon Sabala. I that's thought right. you were going to say my name there, Carla. No, sorry. I just thought you didn't introduce yourself. Yeah, that's that's good. Thank you for that opportunity. I'm, uh, I'm glad. It's not a problem. It's not like you talk too much, is it? Well... <laughs> so today we are going to start a journey with you, our listeners, a journey uh, to Portugal. Right. So this would be the third lesson, right? Indeed, yeah. Um, but as Carla's saying, we, we thought it might be a good idea to actually, uh, instead of just going through random scenarios, to actually take you um, lesson by lesson on, um, just as if you were going to Portugal on a holiday, and we'll mix in bits and bobs and we'll go from the basics and uh, what you would actually do when you get there right mm. so first thing is the airport right at the airport airport okay let me just grab my aeroporto. Here. all right so who are you going to play Carla? should i play the um the person who's traveling tourist yes all right okay so i just got to the airport i guess i picked up my bag um And I approach somebody. I want to rent a car. I've rented a car already. So, mm -hmm. <clears throat> sorry about that. So, you would say good night uh, uh, or good evening. Good night. You don't say mm -hmm. good night. I'm getting muddled up. Good evening. Um, do you know where the booth for the rental cars is? So, you'd go something like Boa noite. Desculpe, onde fica o balcão de aluguer de carros? All right, so if you break it down, you should know the first one. Boa noite. That's good. Literally good night, but it's good evening. As well. As well, yeah. Desculpe. So, excuse me. Desculpe. So if you repeat that. Desculpe. Onde fica? Onde? Where? Fica? Onde fica o balcão? That's the booth or the reception, I suppose. Mm. O balcão, that's a nasal sound. De aluguer, de aluguer, de carros. De aluguer, de carros. So if we say that in one go, if we can, if we can, boa noite. Desculpe, onde fica o balcão de aluguer de carros? Now remember that carros is a really strong sort of double R, so R. Mm. That's a bit difficult for somebody or for a language that doesn't have that sort of a sound. It's a bit like, you know, Chinese people trying to distinguish between between the L and the R. It's it's hard, right? Yes, yeah, I suppose even us uh, Portuguese or many of us struggle with the uh, the way English pronounce um, their R's. Yeah, yeah. So, so I had a, I had a, a neighbor, he's Portuguese, back in Portugal, that really struggled with this because some people do, yeah. even there. And the way he sorted it out, it just went all day for weeks exaggerating it so you'd say Rita, rato, carro. Mm. and after a while it just it worked out okay so i've just approached this person which happens to be carla 
And I've asked her where these uh, where the place to rent a car is mm. in the airport. Let's just say I'm the cleaning lady. So cleaning lady, tell us. A mulher das limpezas, não é? So I will ask you uh, which company, what's the name of the company you're looking for? Right. If uh, there is any specific, uh, specific one. So I would say qual, qual é... É o nome, o nome, qual é o nome, what is the name, qual é o nome da companhia, da companhia. So just repeat after me, in one go. Qual é o nome da companhia? I may have said that a little loud. Qual é o nome da companhia? All right. So at that point, you know, if you've rented it already from somebody, you would say, you know, or if you have a preference, or enterprise or whatever, yeah. Um, and so you would give me some directions. I've just told you what company it is, or you've just given me random directions as to where I'm supposed to go in the airport. Mm -hmm. So. Yes, so if it's an easy one to find, I will say, well, that's that one is easy. Uh, it's right there behind those escalators. So that in Portuguese is, é fácil. It's easy. É fácil. É. Is. Fácil. Fácil. Fica mesmo ali. Fica Fica mesmo, mesmo ali. It's right there. Fica mesmo ali. Por trás daquelas escadas rolantes. Por trás, behind, por trás, por trás daquelas daquelas escadas escadas rolantes rolantes again with the R there if you can't roll your eyes the way Portuguese do you can just say rolantes they will get it. That's <laughs> typical. They will know your English, English but yeah, they, straight away, yeah. that's, that doesn't matter. You just want to be understood. So, the sentence again. É fácil. Fica mesmo ali por trás daquelas escadas rolantes. It's a mouthful, that one, isn't it? So, we'll say that again and probably break it a little more. É fácil. Fica mesmo ali. Por trás daquelas escadas rolantes. So, escalators, as you saw, there was two words. Did um, you say rolling stairs? Rolling stairs, that's what it literally means, right? Hmm. Which is easy to understand. So, I would just say, thank the person. Ah, okay. Obrigado. So, you should know this by now. Obrigado. Because I'm a male. Always. Ends with You're a no. Male. Oh man! Mm. 
<laughs> right, so you find yourself, uh, or you find a place where the cleaning lady was telling you where to go. And you might start again with a greeting. So you want to say good evening? What was that? Boa noite. Bon, I, I was wanting them. Are you? <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fine. Well, I suppose that's, I wouldn't right. Boa noite, yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so the uh, person in the reception. Boa noite. How can I help you? Como posso ajudá-lo? Como? How? Posso? Can I? Ajudá-lo? Help you? Obviously, if it's a woman, I would say ajudá-la. Ajudá-la. So, repeat after me. Como? Como? Posso? Posso ajudá-lo. Ajudá-lo. So again, from the start, boa noite. Como posso ajudá-lo? They might say a little quicker. Boa noite, como posso ajudá-lo? I've just noticed, Carla, that um, we normally, in, in past lessons, and we just forgotten this time, uh, we should have gone through the whole conversation. Um, we can do it at the end. Yeah, okay. Just as a review. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, so you say, okay, I needed a car for about 15 days, please. So I would go something like... Can I just say before you go that yes. usually when we request something, we usually use the past tense. And in Portuguese, we do have different pasts. And this particular one is the imperfect past tense. Uh, only so that we don't sound demanding. Yeah? Yes, that's right. Because normally, you notice this, somebody that travels or, or that has lived in, in, in an English-speaking country for, for many years, when, when you ask for something, well, because we say in English, can I have? But in Portuguese, that doesn't sound right. Posso ter doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so in this case, you would speak in the past, as Carla said. Yeah, not only that, but... Uh... Even in uh, anybody who speaks English wouldn't say, well, they're not meant to say, uh, I want something, but you would say, I would like. Yes. So it's a polite so, way. Same so sort of thing. In this way, I, I, I need would go, oh, my phone's going crazy. Turn that off. Precisava de um carro por 15 dias. Por favor. Precisava, needed, de um carro, precisava, precisava de um carro, de um carro para 15 dias. That's the number 15. Para 15 15 dias. Dias. Please, por favor. Por favor. So, the whole thing. Precisava de um carro por 15 dias. Por favor. See, if you speak fast, you might just join those to de um, the article... Uh, um, 
and uh, de. Preposition. Yeah. So you'd say dung. You, yeah. Although that's not. Uh, you wouldn't write it like that, but often people would do that. Not not often. I think often. I have seen it written, but right. Okay. <coughs> okay. So the lady at the in the reception wants a bit more information. So. Yes. So she might ask you how many doors. She might even say three or five doors. So that in Portuguese will be de três ou cinco portas. De três, três, ou, 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 cinco, cinco, portas, portas. De três ou cinco portas. Alright. So, because it's only me and my wife, I would say three is sufficient. Thank you. Três é suficiente. Obrigada. Três é suficiente. Obrigado. I, I put the obrigada, but... It is true. Yeah, no, it's obrigado. Then again, you know, people don't really... Actually, people in Portugal don't... If you ask them, they, will, they don't really know. But yeah, yeah, obrigado is what I should have said. Okay. Okay. So then you want to know, or I might ask you if you have a preference for... Manual or automatic transmission. Lovely. Yes, yeah. Okay. So do you prefer... Automatic or manual transmission. Prefere. Prefere. Com. Com. Transmissão. Transmissão. Automática. Automática. Ou. Manual. Manual. So the whole thing is prefere com transmissão automática ou manual. And I'll go again. Prefere com transmissão automática ou manual. Alright, so I'm not bothered. So the way you say I'm not bothered, well, or either either way, in well, there's many ways of saying this, but you could say tanto faz, okay? Tanto, tanto faz, faz, tanto faz, okay? Um, I want to make sure that my car is fully insured. So I would add that I want insurance against um, all... Uh, it's basically insurance against all risk, as in English you would call um, comprehensive, but in Portuguese you don't have a word. Uh, so you would just say uh, seguro contra todos os riscos. So against all... Um, 
dangers and not risks. Yeah, yeah. risks. Yeah, yeah. All dangers. And so, so I would say I would like that sort of insurance. Kriya, I would like. Kriya. Suguru. Insurance. Suguru. Kriya. Suguru. Contra. Which literally means against. Contra. Todos. Todos. Queria seguro contra todos. Os riscos. Os riscos. And add the please at the end. Por favor. So, all together. Queria seguro contra todos os riscos. Por favor. Queria seguro contra todos os riscos. Por favor. I've just noticed that it's true that often the way you identify Portuguese as a language, if you don't know the language, is by the sh, sh, the sh, sh at the end mm. of the words. And that's the case with that mm. phrase. So, uh, I will need your driving license. So, what the man or lady might ask or say will be this. A sua carta de condução, por favor. A A Sua Sua Carta Carta de de Condução. Condução. Por favor. A sua carta de condução, por favor. Your driving license, please. So, I would take it out of my pocket and I would say, here it is. Aqui tem. Literally, here you have. Here you have, yes, that's right. So, aqui, here. Tem. Aqui tem. All right. So, how much of a dent is it going to be on my wallet, Carla? It will be 324 euros, please. All right. São. São. 300. 300. 300. E vinte e vinte and twenty e quatro e quatro por favor são trezentos e vinte e quatro euros por favor são trezentos E vinte e quatro euros. 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 Por favor. All right. Numbers are quite, I mean, quite similar to the English. Uh, you know, unlike the French, for example, they actually do maths while they're actually saying the number, which is a bit crazy. Um, 
Portuguese and, like and English. What? Having a go at different no, no, I like I like French. It's, it's a bit weird. And, you know, you're saying forty, and you have to do math to say forty. I do apologize on behalf of my husband. Nah, anyway, um, so here's one difference that you will notice when you're in Portugal. This might confuse you. When you pay for something with with a card, uh, they still they use the chip and pin. That's the same, but uh, in England. Um, you would put your card in the machine and look at it, see that the, the amount is correct, and you would put your PIN code and enter. In Portugal, machines don't normally work like that. You would be asked to confirm the value by, by pressing the green button and then putting your PIN and pressing the green button again. Okay? So the lady uh, in the reception or any, anywhere where you're buying something, they will, it's almost a, sort of a universal sentence that they say. Uh, which is confirm the value and then insert insert the pin. So this would go something like conf oh sorry, this That's my line. It's your line, sorry. Yeah, go on. Confirme confirme o valor o valor confirme o valor e insira e insira o código o código por favor confirme o valor e insira o código por favor and once more confirme o valor e insira o código por favor So, I've paid for it. You're going to give me something, Carl. Ora bem, aqui tem a chave. O carro está no primeiro andar do parque. So, well, very well. Here you have the keys. The car is on the first floor of the park or car park. Okay. Ora bem. Very well. Ora, bem. Ora, bem. Aqui, aqui, tem, tem, a chave. A chave. Ora bem, aqui tem a chave. O carro, o carro está, está no primeiro, no primeiro andar, andar do parque. Do parque. O carro está no primeiro andar do parque. O carro está no primeiro andar do parque. The car is on the first floor of the car park. Yeah, but you drop the car a bit. Often you just refer to it as the park. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. In, in Portugal, that is. All right, so I, I make my way onto the first floor, and before I take the car away, uh, I want to ask uh, whether the car runs on petrol or diesel. The reason why we included this little question, even though uh, normally the rented cars will have... Uh, yeah, they have a sticker that says whether they are diesel or, or, or petrol. But diesel and petrol are very different words in Portuguese. Um, so I'm going to ask, is it petrol or diesel? O carro é a gasolina ou gasóleo? So they're actually they're similar. similar. Yeah. Gasolina is petrol. Gasóleo is diesel. One way to remember, perhaps, is that gasóleo has a little little wiggly thing on top of the O. So a little accent. So you'd say o carro é a gasolina é a gasolina ou gasóleo ou gasóleo o carro é a gasolina ou gasóleo so in this case so you said that it's likely that it will be diesel well it depends depends what sort of car how big it is but okay let's say it's diesel right today just for today so i'll just say gasóleo Gasolio. Right, thank you very much. Yeah. Obrigado. De nada. All right, so that's a little conversation. So we run through it again. But at normal yes. pace, what you would actually uh, get in uh, if you were in Portugal. Okay. No problem. So I arrive at the airport. Boa noite. Desculpe, onde fica o balcão de aluguer de carros? Qual é o nome da companhia? Enterprise. É fácil. Fica mesmo ali, por trás daquelas escadas rolantes. Ah, ok. Obrigado. So we get to the enterprise reception. Boa noite. Boa noite. Como posso ajudá-lo? Uh, precisava de um carro para 15 dias, por favor. De três ou cinco portas? Hum, três é suficiente. Obrigado. Prefere com transmissão automática ou manual? Tanto faz. Cria seguro contra todos os riscos, por favor. Ok. A sua carta de condução, por favor. Aqui tem. São 324 euros, por favor. Confirme o valor e insira o código, por favor. Ora bem, aqui tem a chave. O carro está no primeiro andar do parque. So I get to the car. O carro é a gasolina ou o gasóleo? Gasóleo. Obrigado. De nada. Right. That's lovely. I'm sure you will be able to do it just, yeah, just as listen, well. Listen to that a gazillion times and you'll be there. Right. That's great. So next week we'll uh, carry on with our journey. I don't Indeed. know where we're going to go, but uh, it's going to be interesting. We'll I'm make sure. it exciting. Perhaps we'll get a taxi. How's that? That might be interesting. Shall we? We just rented a car. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, Unless we're getting is... into the center of Lisbon. Maybe. You maybe. might not want to drive in there. Okay, a so... crazy. <clears throat> Got a tip... For a tip, yes, yeah. I, I, um, one of these studies that I, I thought was interesting that I, I just was reading through it the other day and I thought it might be, uh, well, it's something that we've known about, but this is actually a study that, that makes it 
um, makes it uh, quite uh, quite tangible. Um, so singing. Does singing in any way help you uh, to learn a foreign language? Well, we've known for some time that singing helps with uh, pronunciation. Um, a typical uh, story, or not a story, but an example, would be Celine Dion. She, she had a horrible, horrible English uh, accent. But when she sings, it's almost perfect. You don't notice anything. It's a bit like even singers that are from, I don't know, really with, with a really strong Irish accent or Scottish accent, once they start singing, part of that accent goes away. Um, so it sort of melts into, into one. Now, this specific study is not to do with accents, but actually is to do with remembering words, memorizing expressions. So this was a study that was done uh, in Edinburgh um, by Dr. Karen Ludk. Ludic? I don't know her name. Anyway, um, they divided three groups of 20 people uh, randomly and asked them to learn some Hungarian phrases. Hungarian was chosen because it's uh, apparently a very different uh, language from that, uh, that of English. And uh, three groups, one was just repeating the phrases that they were given. The other one, the second group was repeating with a rhythmic so they were singing it? No, no, just rhythm. Okay. It's a bit like you say a number phone, uh, a phone number. Mm. So, ba ba ba. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and the third bam, one was, was singing. So that includes, of course, the rhythmic speaking, but a little bit of melody on top of it. Uh, so how did they uh, get on? Well, in one of the tests, the participants who learned through singing performed twice as well as particip participants who learned by speaking, just repeating the phrases. Even more interesting is that it seems that those who, who, uh, who learned by singing were able not just to remember with greater accuracy, uh, but for a much, much longer uh, period of time. Uh, now, this is a small study, but again, this adds to some uh, empirical um, experience that we've already had with with singing. The, the doctor in charge, that uh, Dr. Karen that I mentioned earlier, she said, uh, this study provides the first experimental evidence that a listen and repeat singing method can support foreign language learning and opens the door to f uh, for future research in this area. Um, so that's something, I mean, we've known that for a while in the you, Carla, have, have that as one of your techniques is to, to help uh, with the pronunciation. But um, to help memorizing, it's something that, uh, that certainly can, can be introduced as well. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Now, I just want to say about uh, PortugueseWithCarla.com website, I have two slots left for the VIP bundle where you get 10 lessons and a curriculum designed especially for you and direct access any time of the day to me. Right, and that's with £100 off. Um, that's right, so yeah. 10 lessons and specially designed curriculum and any time access to me for £150. Not bad, eh? It's a Not great bad. deal, actually. Um, right, so there's only two slots. So if you if you want to 
improve your Portuguese or start from scratch, definitely a place to go. Okay, I think that's it for this uh, third lesson. Um, yes, next I week, think so too. Carla Hopefully, yes. And, and maybe myself, if uh, if I'm around. We will be going away, won't we? So hopefully, we? Oh, yeah. I'll be going back Maybe home. we can do a podcast Portugal. in Portugal, yeah? Maybe yes. I can ask my mom to join in. How that? I suppose, uh, yes, a different voice, very much Portuguese. Yeah, she would definitely not be able to uh, give you an explanation in English of what she's saying, so you just have to guess, I guess. No, but that would be good. All right. Um, so I'll, I guess we'll, we'll uh, speak talk to, to you, you soon, yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Adios. Ciao. Ciao.